About a month ago, my son was in the hospital for a concussion. Everything's fine now. Don't worry. Thank God. Glynis actually came down. She took the train from New York, and she hung out with me in the hospital. And as anyone who spent any time in hospitals knows, it's a lot of just sitting around. And after about a day, Glynis and I started to notice something. We have to do an episode on nurse influencers. Oh my god, yeah. It's a thing. Every time I walk by a nurse's station, they're looking at Instagram or TikTok, and they're all following nurse influencers. Yeah. Nurse Blake. No. 1.4 million followers. Nurse Sarah, 1.2 million followers. I mean, and we read this article. Now there's so many alternative resources out there. And by resources, I mean nurse influencers and bloggers. You can find education, lifestyle, and wellness and beauty tips. There's influencer for fucking everything. Rule 35. It's just, it's not going to leave us alone. Everywhere we go, there's an influencer for that. Remember back in the day when this was a podcast about mom influencers? Well, frankly, nurses face a lot of the same issues moms do. The reason I got into this was that I could make a side hustle without having to go anywhere and spend more hours and shifts away from my family. That's Jennifer Rodriguez. She's a nurse influencer who I called up to give me an overview on all of this. I started a TikTok in October to help nurses learn how to honestly stay sane while being in this role through this pandemic. We have more patients than we thought we would. They're sicker than we're used to. And therefore, people who are coming in, especially new grads coming into this at this time, oof, I can't even wrap my head around how difficult that must be. We know that nurses are burnt the fuck out. They are overworked by a terrible profit-driven system. And almost everyone that I talked to said that nurse influencing brightens some really hard days. And most importantly, reminds them why they actually love their jobs. But who are these nurses? Let's get the lay of the land here. Glynis and I obviously started polling all of the ICU nurses. When I told people I did this, they were like, yeah, of course you used your time in the pediatric ICU to do an episode. And I was like, yes, because women fucking multitask, my friends. We multitask. Anyway, we started asking the ICU nurses about who they were following on Instagram and TikTok. And then I started asking you guys, our audience, about who you follow on the socials. I have been following Nurse Blake for quite some time. I follow Wulanan Warrior and that sassy MP. I like Mama Lennial, and really the reason I started following them was because of the pandemic. I never followed anybody, you know, quote unquote, nurse influencers prior to the pandemic. The most popular nurse influencer by far is someone called Nurse Blake. He, yes, he, was actually just named the most influential nurse of the year by Nurse.org. Here he is doing a little bit of stand-up. Yeah, Nurse Blake now goes on tour. Sells out theaters. Joint Commission is this huge organization paid for and by the hospitals, and it's their job to come to look at our hospitals and see if everything's safe, okay? Increase, uh, decrease uh, injuries, decrease deaths, really make sure hospitals are a safe space. And um, 
They don't come uh, during pandemics because um, that would be unsafe for them. You want to follow Nurse Blake right now. Because in addition to performing stand-up comedy, writing a best-selling children's book, and being named the most influential nurse of the year, he's doing some really, really good work in the world. He's a good person. He recently voiced this commercial about how better nursing staff ratios actually save lives. When you're in the hospital, it's people that save you. Nurses, doctors, staff. But what happens when hospitals are short-staffed? When nurses have 8, 10, 12 patients at once. This is an issue that matters so much. And it forces healthcare institutions to think about how they should prioritize people over profits. But, 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 there's always a but on this show. We've got big butts. We cannot lie. Not all nurse influencers are as beloved as Nurse Blake. In fact, there's been some pretty heavy controversy brewing lately in the nurse influencing industry. Some vaccine-related drama. I think we need to have a conversation on why there are so many anti-vax nurses. Like, it's becoming the elephant in the room. We have to talk about it. Uh, the issue is that he issued a new order saying that all healthcare workers are required to get the COVID vaccination by September 30th or we will lose our jobs. It's, it's not even the fact that you won't listen to doctors and scientists and medical professionals. And it's not even your... I am being escorted out of Kaiser Permanente Hospital for um, my religious beliefs because I don't want to get a jab. So this is my beautiful wife. um, This is what she looks like at work. Protecting those who bash her for not being vaccinated. People that bash me for not being vaccinated. In the midst of the past two years' vaccine culture wars, nurse influencing has become ground zero. I'm Joe Piazza, and you're Under the Influence. Episode 7, Save Me. When COVID-19 vaccines were approved from Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, and first made available to the public, nurses and other healthcare professionals were among the first to get the jab. Which makes sense. They're frontline workers who are obviously very, very vulnerable. This was a win after a lot of losses. Huge step in beating the pandemic. Right? Not all nurses viewed it that way. Since the vaccines were released, there has been a rise of anti-vax sentiment, not just from civilians, but also from medical professionals. A lot of that anti-vax sentiment was coming through on social media. Some nurses were particularly vocal on TikTok, but it bled over to Instagram, too. I'm not a vaccine hoochie. I'm not a vaccine slut. You're not going to put it in my butt. Can you believe that this hospital almost tried to take this nurse's freedom away? But fortunately, we live in a country that we have freedom of choice, right? We live in this country. This is freedom of choice. So when I started nursing 23 years ago, it's not what it used to be. It used to be about patients. But then the government decides to jump in and start mandating what we can and can't do. And anybody that knows yeah. me knows I Everything that you just heard can be found on the TikTok. In most of these videos, anti-vax nurses are spreading misinformation about the vaccine and telling stories about how they've been let go from their workplace because they refuse to be vaccinated. And you might be like, oh, there's just a few of them. 
I'm here to tell you it's more than a fringe group. These videos were going viral. This previous summer, I had made a video and it actually it got like 5.3 million views. It went crazy. What? <laughs> it was all over. Yes. Um, just basically supporting, you know, medical freedom that everyone should be able to kind of do their own thing. It's America, you know, and to make your own decision and choice. That's Megan D'Andrea. She's a nurse, often a traveling nurse, and definitely a nurse lifestyle influencer. She's got 56,000 followers on Instagram on the account Nurse Meggie DRN, and she's got 21,000 followers on TikTok as Patriot Nurse Meggie D. She actually had a lot more followers back in 2021, but TikTok canceled her account after she posted an anti-vax medical freedom video. I basically just said that, you know, we should have our own choice and everything. I talked about just, you know, what I see in the field. And I, I you know, I've seen some, you know, negative reactions to, to the vaccine. And, um, you know, it is kind of scary and it's not been tested for a long time. I mean, it's just brand new. As a reporter, you know, that job that I've been doing forever, I usually just like to lay out the facts and let people draw their own conclusions. That's my job. But we are also not going to be a platform for disinformation, so I have to say it here that what Megan is saying has been shown by science to be false. Although this is the first time that mRNA vaccines have been widely distributed, they have been in development for decades, rigorously tested, and proven to be safe. Though there have been some negative reactions to the vaccine, those are extremely rare and should not deter anyone from being vaccinated. The vaccines have drastically improved the state of the pandemic in the United States, and yet these anti-vax sentiments still loom large. And among the many, many pains in the ass about how social media lets misinformation spread, it's that it puts reporters like me in the position of policing things when that is not where we want to be. But frankly, it was important to do here, and there we are, and there I did. Boom. To be clear, I'm having Megan on this episode to show just how viral this has gone and also to let her say it in her own words, because I don't want to just tell you about the nurses with anti-vax views. I want you to hear it because hearing it feels more real. And frankly, I think it's important for all of us to know that these views and these accounts are out there because it's very easy to live in our own bubbles and not understand how a lot of people are getting their information. So, back to Megan. This is actually the first mRNA vaccine that we've ever had. And I'm just, you know, totally against that and totally against, you know, changing anything in the body. So that was a big, you know, sticking point for me. And then I also, um, I, you know, I work out all the time. I take vitamins. I'm very cautious on what I eat. And um, I, I just like living the natural, you know, healthy lifestyle and I have a strong immune system. And like I said, you know, I had, when I had COVID a couple of times and I was fine and now I have the antibodies active in my system. Um, so that was another point that I'm just, you know, has held me really strong to what I believe in with, with this vaccine. You know, from my experiences, I think there are a lot of nurses that do feel very strongly, you know, against it. And I, you know, I think it's just more so the, the freedom aspect. And then I think a lot of the nurses feel um, betrayed in a way because they worked all throughout the pandemic and now all of a sudden they're being told, you know, hey, like, if you don't get this, uh, your job's not going to be there. In the TikTok that got Megan's account banned, she said basically everything that she just told me. 
And of course, that got some very intense reactions. On both sides, people felt very strongly like for me and very strongly against me. I think it ended up getting banned. I had like 130,000 followers. And what happens when your account gets banned? What do they say to you? They just say, I can't remember like the email. It just said like, you've had too many violations of content or whatever. And then, yeah, you're not able to really, you can't access, like you can't log in anymore. And like the account, it'll still like exist on there, but it's like, it's all blank. A big TikTok nurses didn't like that. And they actually like stitched the video and recorded it and had were posting me everywhere. And yeah, it was kind of crazy. But in turn, it kind of worked out for my benefit because it brought a lot of more uh, traction to, to all my pages and my views and everything went up. And it also ended up connecting me with um, some more companies and stuff too in the long run. So yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Some brands did choose to stop working with Megan, but she still got plenty of sponsorships. In fact, she recently posted a collaboration with the Westin Hotel in Nashville. I just, hold on, I'm looking it up on my, on my Instagram right now. In one picture, she's holding what looks like a delicious plate of scrambled eggs and sausage. In another, she's drinking a beautiful champagne cocktail. And she also still works with a lot of companies that sponsor a lot of nurses. Vitamin companies, wellness brands, shampoo brands, one that my friend's husband happens to own, and Scrubs companies. By the way, Scrubs companies, Scrubs sponsorships, huge on Nurse Instagram. It is a huge, huge industry that I never, never once have thought about. And to be clear here, TikTok only banned one account for Megan. She was very easily able to make a new account under the same name but by adding one word, Patriot. So besides losing that first TikTok account and a few of her sponsors, there weren't very many repercussions for Megan for posting her anti-vax content. She still got her job, her livelihood, her followers. I never had any of my employers ever say anything to me, but I know like in the viral video, there were people trying to like guess where I work and tagging all these places and these hospitals and everything. So they were trying to like track down where I was. And that was kind of crazy too. And actually my um, LinkedIn account was like on fire that week. <laughs> I had all these like CEOs and like healthcare facilities, like out of everywhere, like surrounding states and stuff, like searching me and everything. It was kind of funny. As of right now, Megan's still working. No one succeeded in getting her let go from one of her jobs. But it has happened to other anti-vax nurses. Because nurses who do believe in the vaccine make just as much noise on social media. I want you to grab your phones, open the TikTok, search Vax Freedom, and you'll see them hashing it out. But look, let's be honest, this is a battle that no one really wins. Because in the minefield of social media, the effect of this content is unpredictable and can so easily spin out of control. The nurses who are trying to do good on social media to correct all the dangerous misinformation out there, even they can get attacked and punished for trying to do what they think is right. Even they can lose their jobs. I am currently um, not employed. I was let go from my position as a director at a local hospice on February 17th. All I can really say is that they didn't like my mouth on TikTok. 
After the break, we're going to talk to one nurse who stood up against the anti-vax nurses on TikTok and lost her job because of it. The perverse nature of social media is perhaps never better highlighted than what I'm about to tell you. And this is a story about the discrepancy between how the people who are pushing misinformation are dealt with, as opposed to those who are just trying to provide the corrective truth. My name is Jen. I go by Nurse Tough Love on TikTok and Instagram. And I am a registered nurse in North Carolina. I am currently um, not employed. I was let go from my position as a director at a local hospice on February 17th. Oh my gosh. How did that come about? What do you, what do you feel comfortable sharing with us? All I can really say is that they didn't like my mouth on TikTok. In 2021, Jen joined TikTok during the pandemic, like a lot of us, because she was bored. She started posting funny videos, including this one kind of comedy sketch about a patient who gets a vegetable stuck in a very private place. It went viral. It got like 2 million views. And I was like, what in the hell is happening? I gained, you know, maybe 20,000 followers in like a week. And I was like, wow, like I have a platform. Like I can use my voice and my knowledge for for something other than funny videos. You know what I mean? I mean, I appreciate funny videos, but that's not my style. Suddenly, Jen starts seeing a lot of nurse anti-vax content in her social media feeds. And Jen was not having it. I quickly changed my name to Nurse Tough Love, and I gave these nurses tough love. And I mean, you know, many of them did not (laughs) um, keep their employment. And so I'm kind of wondering if this is just kind of karma coming back to me because, you know, I obviously did cause uh, a few non-evidence-based nurses to lose their jobs. So when you took on the anti-vaxxer nurses, what kinds of things did you say on the TikTok? And how do you know that they did end up losing their jobs? To be quite honest, I did not report a lot of them. I just made the videos and my followers reported because they were like, oh, she's wearing her badge in her videos. Easy enough. Like, let's contact, you know, whatever hospital. But the, the ones that I did report that were just completely just like, Okay, number one, you're in your, uh, you're at work with your badge on. You are spreading misinformation while on the clock. Like that's a different breach of like <laughs> ridiculousness, you know. Um, because I do respect one's quote opinions, but not when you're in the medical community because you you've taken an oath to utilize evidence based practice. And people are very like oh my God, I can't believe you're causing people to lose their livelihood. And I'm like, yeah, but they're causing people to lose their lives. Like, you know, I I don't know which one is uh, worse in your eyes, but in my eyes, it's death. You know, it's like a, a preacher preaching who doesn't believe in God. I mean, I'm just in awe of you right now. <laughs> Like, in awe. And, like, you're essentially a superhero. Oh, I don't feel like it right now. It's very... I mean, I've had death threats. The anti-vax community is one of the most vile communities I have ever come in contact with. If the threats weren't enough, Jen's crusade against the anti-vax nurses eventually cost her her job. Here's how that went down. As Jen's social media profile was rising, she was also moving up the ladder at work. She'd been working for this company for about three and a half years, 
started as a triage nurse, worked her way up. And in December of last year, they asked her to take on a director position. And I was like, eh, I'm a single mom. Like, I just don't know if I can balance that. And they, I mean, they begged me. And I said, you know what? All right, I'll do it. Right before she accepted the position, officially accepted it, she met up with a friend, a fellow TikToker. We had a great weekend and we just made funny TikToks, right? And one of them was the TikTok trend. And it was like this song and it said, <laughs> suck my D, you stupid B. You remember the go little rock star? I do. Okay, I do. well, it was yes, to that yes. tune, but it was suck my D, you stupid B. And we mouthed it. Did you say D and P or did you say the words? Um, no, I mouthed the words. You mouthed the words. Oh, you're only mouthing yeah. the words. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mouthed the words. You're not yes, saying them. Okay, okay. No, yeah. I mouthed the words to the lyrics. Suck my D, <laughs> And we said to all the nurses spreading this information, that was the caption. And that was what caused me my job. <laughs> My boss actually was like, hey, can we can we Zoom real quick? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. Something about a social media account. Jen's social media presence had never been an issue before. And her boss had previously been completely cool with it. She kept her workplace off her account. She doesn't even have her full name on there. And so everything should have been fine. But then something changed. And then all of a sudden, February 17th, she was like, you need to come to the office. And I was like, what's going on? And she called me and she was just like, like beside herself. And she's like, I don't even know what to say. And I was like, what? Just say it. I was like, do I need to bring my badge and my computer? And she's like, yes. And I just started crying. And I was just like, this is, this cannot be real. It turned out that Jen was getting fired less for attacking an anti-vax nurse and more for maybe the crude language in the TikTok the D and the B of it all? I am educating, you know, evidence-based, like I'm upholding the nursing code of ethics. Like I, I'm not doing anything wrong other than having a foul mouth. And is it really foul? I mean, it depends. Do you succumb to the purity culture of this? Like I don't, you know what I mean? So so in a way, it's like pushing your beliefs onto me. And I was, but, you know, she was like, no, I mean, obviously she didn't agree with any of it. And I said, listen, if this is a big deal because I took this leadership position, I'm happy to step back down to the position that I was in. Because I, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm doing something. Like, I feel like I'm doing something good and like using my voice. And people are actually learning and listening. And I don't want to get rid of that. So I will step down. So when they called me in, they were like, well, we're accepting your resignation. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they were like, well, you said that you would step down. I was like, well, to my other role, like, because y'all kept saying like, you know, in leadership, I shouldn't use this language and whatnot, even though I've never used it in the office. And they were like, no, we're accepting your resignation with the company. And they just kept saying that. And I said, no, you're terminating me. <laughs> you're like, yes, you're terminating, you're terminating me. me. Yes. Like, this is not. Mm -hmm. I am telling you, I didn't resign. Like I'm, I'm sitting. Like provide proof where I resigned, mm -hmm. and they put. So they gave me a severance and sent me on my way. Oh, good. Yes, 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 <laughs> well, yes, yes. They weren't you going did. to, uh, and I was like, no, of course yeah, they were. Of like, course no, they were. This is mm -hmm. termination, mm -hmm. and you're going to give me a yeah, severance yeah. because I'm it. a single yeah. mother, and you know, mm -hmm. and like 
I understand that you're just trying to protect yourselves, but I got to protect myself too. And yes, so it's just crazy. <laughs> Jen has been very cheery through this, or at least she was cheery with me. But the position that she's been put in is really difficult. Jen's a single mom who is now out of a job. I went back to Glenness to fill her in on all of our findings since our grand hospital adventure. And she was in shock that the reporting had gone in this direction, that it had gone so far from the hilarious nursing memes that we first saw in the pediatric ICU. So what you're telling me is uh, the nurse who got fired got fired for uh, opposing anti-vax nurse influencers on Instagram, but the anti-vax nurse influencer continues to make money off of her social media. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's that's what happened. Allegedly, though, this company did fire Jen, the nurse, tough love, for using language. She said, you know, D and B to mean, you know, suck my D, you stupid <laughs> B, uh, which they did not find apparently becoming of a to, nurse. To a nurse. And that language was directed at an anti-vaxxer who was spreading misinformation about vaccination on her nurse influencer account. It was indeed. Yes. This seems to sum up a lot of um, America in this moment. Uh, I mean, I, my head feels like it wants to explode over this, although I can't say I'm shocked entirely. I will say when I hear the anti-vax argument, which always seems to get tied into the word freedom or patriot or something like that. Mm -hmm. My first response is, should we all have the freedom to ignore stoplights? Would we like the freedom to ignore the people who are checking the safety on a plane? Would we like the freedom to avoid a security check? Like all of these things are... Would I like the freedom to do whatever I want with my uterus? I mean, exactly. Let's see where these freedoms are being applied. And anyway, all of this drives me crazy. And to see it coming from someone who has chosen a career in a science-based industry is so much more frustrating. And then with the understanding that there's some aspect of anti-vaxxers who believe they are helping people as, Mm -hmm. as incorrect and anti-science as that viewpoint is. So all of these contradictions and bad faith operations, as we know from this entire series, are just exacerbated and exploded thanks to social media. Thanks to social media. And then the person trying to push back loses their job for using some very mild language. Very mild language. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that Jen gets a job soon. I just, I want, I'll do anything to help Jen get a new job. She's a single mom. I mean, you and I both know, and we both know from a recent experience in the hospital that you had far more intensely than I did with um, Charlie, but also my own experience with having an ill parent in care is that nurses shoulder the brunt of so much of everyone's hospital experience. They shoulder the brunt of care. Medical television dramas do not do justice to who's actually doing the labor. And I feel like all nurses should be able to go home, much like teachers and like mothers. And we see this with mothers, but not the other two. And just like 
absolutely rant on their Instagrams about their shit day without being punished for it or the people they have to deal with or the people who are making their, their lives even more difficult mm-hmm. in, in careers that are not paying what they should. Yeah, no, truth. And the other thing that I think we've realized while we're reporting this episode is just how, how real the culture wars are. We knew that, but how amplified they can get on social media. And now what the consequences are, people are losing their jobs. They're getting death threats. And that is such a modern day phenomenon that exists because of social media. There used to be protections for this. You think if a nurse had an interaction with someone in their hospital, there's a lot of protections that exist within the hospital on behalf of the nurse, along with teachers, along with people and companies, along with us in media. Like there are infrastructure and protections that they don't exist in social media. So the, the punishment, the vulnerability you are operating with is as huge as the potential to reach more people. I mean, both of these things are in part and parcel with each other. And man, you are so vulnerable and the risk is really high. The risk is so high because the rules of social media remain so completely arbitrary. It's pretty much always opposite day over there. Platforms have some messaging around misinformation, but then they also leave it up to users to decide what they'll listen to or not. And that is why anti-vax nurses still exist among other nurse influencers who preach evidence-based science. The ones with the worst misinformation are usually the loudest. They make the most noise and they get rewarded with views and sponsorships, which on these platforms equals power. And when other nurses take it upon themselves to push against their reach, they do so at the risk of facing very serious consequences. Should these two groups be treated the same? Should they face the same regulations? Should they be allowed to just battle this out on social media where we all have to watch it? Or does someone need to step in? Does someone need to step in and say, hey, not here, take it offline? As we wondered about this, Glynis let me know that she thinks yes. I mean, the legal system is so far behind, but but try and understand what needs to be created alongside this, who needs to be held responsible, what role the social media companies have in this. But going back to the first episode of this season and talking about a women's day off of work, I mean, how did unions originate? How did all of these laws around workers' rights originate, it was from people refusing going on strike. I mean, this is, you know, the long history of labor in this country is people removing their services until um, protections were provided. So again, if all women just stepped off the internet for 24, 48 hours, uh, the panic, the panic that would grip the higher ups at Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, like it would be so enormous. But but we already know how these protections originated in the last hundred years. So like how to replicate them in some way in this new world seems like where the focus maybe should be directed. Every conversation I have these days keeps coming back to one thing. We cannot let these platforms guide our lives, our well-being, our cultural values. We just can't. We cannot do it unless we are demanding our own input and agency. When we just blindly take in what we see on social media, we are choosing to hurt ourselves. 
And so in the next episode, next week, we're again going to make the case to do less on social media. We're going back to our roots, talking to some early OG influencers, and what we're talking to them about is how they're winding down, how they're moving away from the gram, how they're going back to their roots, blogging. It's really just become this uh, survival in a lot of ways, just this uh, war of attrition to see who can who can keep getting the eyeballs. When you feel like a social media platform is really controlling the game, it's just hard to want to keep playing. And next week, we're going to a part of the internet that is much less politicized than Nurse Instagram. We're talking to design influencers. Love me some home design. No more vaccines, just pretty kitchens, white walls, a Moroccan rug or two. Then we're going to take a breath, a step back, and see where this all is really going. See you next time. Under the Influence is hosted and reported by me, Joe Piazza. Our senior producer is Emily Marinoff. Glynis McNichol is our editor. Abu Zafar is our producer. We got additional production help from Aaron Peterson, and our associate producer is Lauren Phillip. Sound design and mixing from Jackie Huntington. Our theme and additional music was composed by Jessica Kreinchich. Anna Stumpf is our consulting producer, and we are executive produced by me, Joe, and Nikki Tor. <laughs>